Hi, it's Dr. Greg Jantz. Time for a little more hope and possibility. Do you possibly have somebody in your life that could fit the category of emotionally abusive? I'm going to talk about that and what constitutes emotional abuse next. Dr. Gregory Jans is a best-selling author of over 45 books and the founder of the Center A Place of Hope, voted a top 10 center for depression treatment in the U.S. As the pioneer of whole person care, Dr. Jans is known as the messenger of hope. Now the nation's expert on anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationships, trauma, and PTSD, here is Dr. Gregory Jantz. Okay, are you with somebody? And I have a whole list here. And in 1992, yeah, 1992, I wrote a book called Healing the Scars of Emotional Abuse. And emotional abuse comes in many different forms. Let me just quickly define it. Emotional abuse is to be treated unfairly, unjustly by one person or a group of people like cyberbully behavior or people in a group that turn against you consistently over time. Everybody makes a mistake and may say something once, like, that's so stupid, or you make a comment. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about deliberate actions. And by the way, if you ever said or did that, then the next thing to say is, I'm sorry, please forgive me. But what we're talking about is a deliberate intent to mistreat, wear you down, etch down that sense of self so you feel like you have no value. Let's see. Are you with somebody? Uh, could be a spouse, could be a loved one, could be a friend, could be maybe it's a coworker. And And here's some of the things um, that you see. Unpredictable temper. Um, and by that, um, you never know when the volcano is going to go off. The volcano. And sometimes during the holidays, uh, sometimes we see this move in seasons. There is an intensity. Sometimes it starts around Halloween, continues through Thanksgiving, and peaks right around Christmas. There's intensity of emotions around certain holidays. Look for that. Um, are there threats? You know, threats come in different forms. There is the threat in our words, a threat to harm you, a threat uh, to take and control your money or take something from you, uh, a threat to hit you. Uh, sometimes an emotional abuser will have uh, just right on the edge of words and behavior. And, and, and you don't know what they're going to do. And it seems very controlled because they do everything right up to hitting, right up to pushing, right up to any kind of physical contact. And they know not to do that. See, this is what we call deliberate, manipulative, and it's powerful. And keep these two words in mind, power and control. Emotional abuse is all about getting that power and control. Now, one of the things that um, you may find if there's kids involved, children involved, a lot of threats around kids, uh, taking them from you, reporting you, you're a poor parent. Uh, and emotional abuse, it could be um, from either spouse. Um, whatever makes up the relationship, it could be coming from either side. And that's important to know and to acknowledge that it's not just 
men and it can be a situation sometimes when we think of emotional abuse we've kind of pigeonholed it to be just men and i just want you to think about that broader um there can also be a threat of i'm going to leave you a threat um, um even even to commit suicide um you have treated me so poorly that look my life's not even worth living and they start to control through great fear that you are that that they're going to do something like take their life we've seen situations where maybe a firearm or a knife something's been taken out to amplify that threat i'm going to take my life um there could be on the sexual side uh force force could come in all kinds of force uh physical hurting um a deliberate attention to uh create pain but sex to control sex to exercise power um and it can be in a, in a word very messy uh this is sometimes um, um not only emotionally brutal potentially physically really brutal and um in, we can talk in terms of rape we can talk in terms of physical force uh, violence so a lot can go under that heading of emotional abuse and sex the next one um uh, emotional abuser they may take aim at hurting uh your belongings uh stuff you may come home and something that is cherished by you is broken you may find that uh they maybe tear clothes or some favorite clothing items suddenly disappear you may find that they will uh if there's a pet involved and it, uh, it can start slowly sometimes they'll maybe lock a pet in a closet um other times intentionally mistreat or hurt that pet in front of you okay the two words power and control and sometimes power control comes across uh with a lot of cruelty not only cruelty to you but cruelty to animals so we want to make sure we are being really honest about what is emotional abuse so think of it in terms on a continuum uh maybe on one side we could have uh name calling and uh, i hate to say milder but uh as we move along that continuum it escalates to rage um destroying property force um sex mistreatment and it just keeps going and going to uh, we're full-fledged domestic violence and emotional abuse has crossed the line obviously now it's physical abuse haven't mentioned spiritual abuse yet but let's let's take a quick look at spiritual abuse spiritual abuse abuse can come in kind of different flavors one would be a deliberate misuse of scripture in order to get their way oh um they could read something and i'm just going to make this up but let's say they read something from the bible and then they begin to condemn you and tell you that see you're not even doing what god says and so it's misusing not only scripture or bible uh or it could be another religious text 
so what I'm saying is, think of um, the whole area of, of spiritual and whatever a person's beliefs is, they're going to attack those and come after those beliefs. Now, um, there can also be that uh, where they speak for God as though they're God and uh, tell you that um, you're unlovable, God will never love you, and they can condemn you as though they're speaking with the voice of God. So there's a lot that can be wrapped into spiritual abuse. Um, one of the things that we want to look is, are they doing this um, only in private? Or do you see abusive things happen in, more, in public places as well? So a lot of times an emotional abuser will do a lot of things right in private. And nobody else knows it. And on the outside, away from home or away from that private setting, uh, they're charismatic. They're just uh, well-loved by everybody, friendly. But there's a very dark side to them, a very dark side. And that dark side can be uh, something that is um, almost unbelievable when you hear it. You go, I, I can't even believe the person is that way. It's, it just seems so unbelievable. Um, and sometimes this will go on for years and years and years before it's exposed. Because the goal is to keep, the perpetrator wants to keep the victim a victim. And they train them not to say anything. And fear is part of that power and control. I create a great deal of fear in order to control you. Yes, this could be a narcissistic personality. Yes, this could be a sociopathic personality. And yes, this could be old-fashioned emotional abuse and domestic violence. Um, the person who is the per perpetrator um, is a person that is deeply, deeply wounded and has a really broken sense of their own self. Um, and this is where they get a sense of identity by abusing others. And they can convince themselves that it's really the right thing. And they can convince themselves and believe that they are in the right. So, so one of the things to look at, do you have somebody in your life that is constantly checking on you, overbearing, uh, maybe they're limiting uh, your ability to a car, money, um, they keep you away from other people, keep you away from family, keep you away from friends. They always find a way to control your movement and how you're able to move. Money, car. And um, you will see that they could be exceedingly over-the-top jealous. Jealous of um, you talking to a family member, jealous of you talking to a friend, uh, easily threatened by just normal interactions. So uh, again, emotional abuse can be um, pretty obvious, but it also be quite subtle. They can train um, you as a victim to feel like uh, you're worth nothing. And then they can do it non-verbally. An emotional abuser can uh, hone their terrible skills down to a look. And they can give you that certain look. There's a look. And that look uh, is a look that is threatening, powerful, loaded with fear because you don't know what they may do. So let's keep that in mind. Um, that 
Yes, words, behaviors, but it can be done non-verbally as well. And emotional abuse uh, and silence, not acknowledging you as a person, that would be another form, uh, not acknowledging uh, your feelings, anything you said, you could be sharing from your heart and the uh, emotional abuser might give you a look and never comment, never engage. They're always going to look, look, they're going to always hold the power, attempt to hold the power. All right. Now I said the things they do in private, there's also those things in public. Now there are the public emotional abusers. You maybe you've been in a restaurant and you've seen this. Uh, you might, maybe this is, I'll make this up, but you'll see a couple and, uh, it gets a little noisier, a little noisier. And one person's voice is getting a little more intense, a little louder, a little forcible. And maybe you hear some name take name, you know, calling it, calling another person a name, uh, name calling. Maybe you're going to see, um, pounding on the table. And this is a habitual way that they treat the other person in the public arena in order to continue to humiliate them. So this does happen in a public uh, setting. And when it's happening in a public setting, sometimes what we find when it's private, it's even more, more, more intense. So here's some things to look for. Number one, are they forcing isolation? Okay, I'm going to control you. Um, where they really set it up where you're more and more dependent upon them. Again, food, money, you name it, shelter, um, where there's a dependency. Uh, we're looking for threats. Um, generally verbal, but can be that particular look. We're looking for intimidation. Intimidation is a little different than a threat. Um, they want to scare you. Uh, in my notes here, I wrote down, they want to scare you into submission. And so I'm intimidating you even by how close I get to you. Uh, if it's in a public setting, I'm going to get right up in your personal space and be very intimidating. Um, there's the other denial and blame where they're, they're going to deny and, and change reality. This is why it's crazy making. They begin to change reality in order to keep that power and control. But you start to doubt. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And, and you start to doubt your own experience. You start to doubt your own reality. And they may say something like, I never said that at all. And they're arguing with um, words and twisting things to make you really feel like you, you're crazy. It's crazy making. There's a term called gaslighting, which is that's what that's all about. Making you distorting reality to convince you that you're crazy. So, all right. Now, the emotional abuser. Um, again, I'm looking at this on a continuum to milder if, to, to very severe. Um, a person who has become an emotional abuser may have learned this just growing up in an emotionally abusive home. They're repeating a pattern and not easy for them to change. At some point they're, they're willing to, to get help and you begin to see some hope for change and you begin to see that they are 
becoming uh, a little kinder, a little more compassion. Those are some of the signs you'll see. Uh, kindness, compassion, I mean sincerity. But then you'll also see a remorse, a remorse for their behavior, a remorse for how they treated. They really begin to get it and see what happened. And, and they've learned terrible ways of treating other people and communicating. Okay, that's one form. Now, another form of emotional abuse is maybe under the narcissistic personality, under the when there's addiction, addiction, a person who is um, struggling with addiction can be exceedingly emotionally abusive, and that amplifies everything. Um, so it could be a person that's had a lot of trauma in their life, and they're reacting out that trauma on others in order to fill a sense of power back in their life. So, uh, but there's the deliberate attempt to cause harm. There's a maliciousness. Uh, they have an intent to cause harm. So look at emotional abusers as those that learned it, and that doesn't excuse it. Those who learned it, uh, and they didn't realize the depth of harm that they were creating. And then there's those who uh, have crafted it, probably some personality disorder issues in there, or addiction, or both. And their intent, their intent is to cause harm. At times, they can seem quite evil. And uh, they uh, will go to great ends to, to cause harm in another person's life. So that person, in our experience over the years, is very slow to change because there's a, there's a per, some personality issues. There is some deep, uh, very I'm going to say deep seated uh, issues in their life that are characterological, that uh, are tend to be tend to be a lot slower to change, and a person oftentimes will not stay in treatment. And this is why we look at uh, narcissistic personality, and we're going to look at this over time. You know, they're going to need to be faithful over time. And this is, you know, weeks and weeks, and then uh, move on and do, you know, sometimes you'll see 10, 14, 15 weeks of, of care, and then they're got to be committed to another year. It's really easy for them to slide back and the characterological changes uh, are very slow to make. All right. Um, just a couple of thoughts as I'm sharing from my heart today in my office. And we see, and the reason I'm talking about this now is we see a lot of emotional abuse kind of pop up during this time of year where it tends to amplify uh, over and over. You could see and we'll wrap up here for this segment on emotional abuse. You could see a person who they do a behavior, there's the abuse, and, and maybe they do feel some guilt. They know something's not right. But then they make up excuses. And this is a little continuum here. And then they seem maybe a day or two kind of normal. And then you see... The cycle will keep repeating itself over and over and over. And this is why I say it can be very difficult and challenging to live with, work with, be married to, have a close relationship with a person who's an emotional abuser. And uh, you're going to 
if you're living or close to that situation, uh, lots and lots of just anxiousness. Anxiety is going to be really high, probably a sense of depression uh, because your sense of self is is really being oppressed uh, you may notice some great sleep disturbances uh, even frightening dreams uh, because you do not feel uh, emotionally safe and you may not feel physically safe and those would just be normal we're going to talk more about emotional abuse and breaking it down to the different types of abusers uh, our next time together i like to keep these brief short and fairly fast um, because I really honor uh, a person's time that would spend time with me, uh, joining me in a setting like this. And we want to do some things in our time together that, well, first of all, hopefully increases awareness and secondly, uh, causes us to spur on some action. And we'll talk about here soon uh, what to do if you're living with an emotional abuser.